Welcome back, everyone, to another awesome episode of Cardi Dads. Uh, thanks again for coming back to us and listening to our show. Our last show got a lot more um, listens than what we thought we'd get, so that's awesome. Um, so on this episode, what we're doing is I'm actually talking about some uh, things that went wrong with me that broke that I didn't either have spares for or I never took an account that things would break or, you know, just... I guess unlucky circumstances. So uh, that's what it is in this episode and how in the future I'm going to try to change that and prepare myself. So that's what we got, guys. Please continue to share and enjoy it. Thanks. One. What's up? What's up? What's up? Hanging in there, man. Uh, Chilling out in this nasty uh, weather we've had. Rain. Yeah, it's... It's wet and gloomy, I tell you. I guess it's better than being in, well, like eight feet of snow or something or whatever crazy these weather patterns have been. Colder than the Arctic? Yeah, no thanks. (laughs) Yeah, you know, where we're at to the coldest place in the United States was a hundred degree difference in weather change. Oh, yeah, I believe it. And I'm like, how's that even possible? Well, I mean, think about that for me. I I came from 99 degrees <laughs> Fahrenheit on Monday morning, and I get to D.C., and it's 28 degrees. That sucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sucked. It, it was not fun. And, and it was one of those small express planes that you had to walk on the actual um, tarmac to get to it. You climbed. You didn't get a jetway, too. So, yeah, I was I was dressed from home. And I was walking out in 28 degree weather with a t-shirt, a very, very, very light sweater, and then a pair of jeans. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that doesn't sound like fun. Nope. I was too lazy to open my bag and pull stuff out. So that's what I get. But anyway, I'm back. It's cold, but not too cold to get carting in if we wanted to in Florida. So I guess we really can't talk about cold. Yeah. So, all right. And, um... I like to kick this off with something that I experienced this year, and I know you have too. Uh, being that last year was like my first full year of competing and not knowing exactly what I was, you know, gonna break or what might come loose or what I'm actually getting into, I kind of took a list of everything that failed or I did wrong um, for 2018. And so, nice. Um, I'm actually gonna start at the front of the cart and then make my way towards the back. So, sure. uh, to start it off, so the things that failed for me, uh, I destroyed a front wheel bearing at Ocala. So, um, I didn't know what was going on. And then all of a sudden, like I had this really bad vibration in the front and my wheel was just kind of kicked out to the left. And I'm right. like, well, <laughs> I'm going, I'm supposed to be going straight. My wheel's not. So, uh. Luckily, it happened right at the pit out, so um, that was a plus. Um, Another, like, just kind of minor stupid thing that that happened was I lost my front clip for my CIK bumper at uh, Roebling. So, like, that, with that, I had to come off the track, nothing major, but it cost me lap time. It cost me track time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I had to come off the track for something that, you know, it shouldn't have failed. And I never thought it would fail. But, uh, you know, a couple tie wraps on each one, that problem's been eliminated. 
Um, another thing that I did not really realize is I had um, uneven front wheel spacers. I was in a yeah, rush to yeah. I was in a rush to hurry up and put things together, and I had I missed putting one on, and so you know, say I had you know twenty five millimeters in the front on the right side, and I was only twenty millimeters on the left. So, you know, just being in a rush in the pits, you know, can really uh, kind of screw me up a little bit or screw anybody up in that fact. Um, two more things that happened in the front is I never check my throttle cable at the pedal and I'm going down the backstretch and <laughs> my foot's all the way to the floor, but I'm only getting like 3,800 RPM. Right. So, you know, something simple, you know, just an easy check. So how did that happen? I mean, with it just these got... things, kind of like what happened and how did you fix it and how do we stop it from happening again? So I guess what happened, it just got slack in the, the clamp I have. And it's just something that I didn't, I never checked and never thought about checking it. Um, right. So again, it wasn't a major breakdown for me. Nothing catastrophic, but it still yeah, cost me track time. Yeah, but if that was the time. start of a race. Exactly. You know, then it, it cost me track time. Um, another one that I didn't know about, because uh, when I first bought the cart, I would just put everything out and went. And I actually went to sit in the seat after, you know having the cart for like four weekends and when i sat in the seat and like kind of pulled myself down my steering wheel uh shaft the steering shaft came out and it never had a circlip yeah. in it and i was like oh man like that's like one thing i never thought about checking because in the coyote i had it was just a nut at the bottom you know that kept it on this one actually right. had a circlip in it so i didn't even know and uh, luckily that happened right there in the pit and it didn't happen on the track because if it would have happened on the track, that would have been major, major damage, not only to the cart, but you know, mainly to me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was that one was a scary day. Uh, I think I, I, I was actually recording that day. And uh, I mean, we didn't have a circlip. So what did we do to get you to go back out? Because you went back out right after that. Yeah, I went up to AutoZone, and all they had was standard circlips, and this one was a metric, so we got the one that's like the closest that we could, and yeah, you know, kind of collapsed it and able to get back up and running. And then when I got home, I ordered uh, the right set of circlips. So gotcha. nothing in the nothing major like really happened in the front that. Um, that wasn't, you know, repairable or make an easy front fix. But a lot of it was just uh, negligence on my part to even, you know, check these things. Because mainly, you know, I just didn't know. Yeah. I'm sitting here wondering. Um, I meant to grab a, a beer before we started because that's the thing. Um, <laughs> but now I'm really comfortable sitting and I don't want to get up. <laughs> uh, are you drinking anything? No, I'm 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 good today. <laughs> oh, wow, I, I guess it's a it's a no beer episode. Okay, we'll move on. All right, so that's the front. Um, anything specific about the front that you kind of wanted to go over, or just going through the list, mentally making note of you know, things that failed, and maybe building into your your routine checklist to check those things. I think that's probably all you could do, really, right? Yeah. So. 
with writing this list down and going over these things, um, I now carry spare front bearings just in case something like that were to happen again. Uh, mm-hmm. The tie wraps on the, the bumpers, so those can never come off. Um, I order the actual right set of front wheel spacers um, for my cart. So now I have right. a full set, pretty much almost two full sets of spacers. So if I were to lose one or you know one breaks or whatever you know might happen <laughs> that we're not expecting, yeah. I have I have uh, spares of that. Um, the throttle cable I check every single time before I go out, before I even start the engine. I put the gas pedal all the way down. Does the slide come all the way up to the top? Yes. You know we're good to go. No, I need to find out why. So, yeah, and like that, these were just all lessons. So, you know, those are five things that could have cost me, you know, five different races or, a, you know, qualifying um, opportunity. Or, you know, if you're running up front and you're having your best run, you have something, you know, silly like this happen mm-hmm. because you didn't check it. It just cost you the race. Yeah. So I have. Um... My front, I didn't have a lot of problems in the front this year, but uh, talking about the front bumper clamps, um, I don't remember if I got my cart with one clamp or I got it with two, and then I lost one as I was kind of piecing it together, and so the first weekend with the cart, um, I only had one clamp on the front. And it was far left, and you know, with Jacksonville and all of our bent corners and stuff, um, basically I was scraping. No matter how high I raised one, uh, it didn't actually cost me time, but you know, you could tell it was scraping, and it was my my previous bumper. But fortunately, Ron was at the track, and um, he had uh, a spare, so he he handed it to me, and I used it, and I ordered a whole new set. So um, I happened to have one extra clamp in my bag. Uh, my box, sorry. So that's that's cool. Um, but other than that, didn't actually have any failures. As uh, you know, f- for the front end you know, adjustments and alignments, the only thing I had really was um, I have two sets of spindles, so full sets. So I guess you know, kind of touching on your point of carrying extra bearings, uh, I wouldn't want to have to um, change the whole spindle because then I know the alignment would be off. But if I did have to at the track, um, you know, I don't have to sit there with, with an individual bearing. I could just sw- swap spindles and, and call it a day. So that's kind of, I don't know, which would be which would be more work? Uh, just swapping the spindle or tossing a whole new bearing in? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think bearing would be the easiest. Yeah, I mean... That's if they come right out. <laughs> you never know what you'll I made, run into well, when you're trying to get it out. Yeah, I made a tool um, for popping bearings. Oh, look in at and you! Out. Look at you! Yeah, so you're not fighting with a screwdriver in a corner and a mallet like I am. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I made a jig that pops bearings out pretty easy and puts them in pretty easily too. So um, that's yeah, something I, I learned. A, I had a damaged bearing. Yep. Um, I had one damaged bearing, and then uh, taking it out was extremely painful. So, yeah, I'm not a fan of taking out bearings. I'd rather swap the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Um, but that's that's really it. Uh, I think I lost a nut on my floor pan. 
um, that's it. Nothing else in the front. Everything else was was in the rear. So I got really fortunate considering, you know, I, you know, if we're looking at the two of us, I would expect I would have had more of those little issues. But um, yeah, I, I'll keep an eye on that. My throttle cable was was good. Uh, ever since Ron kept bugging me about it on the Coyote because I wouldn't check it, um, it became a habit to check that. And I don't really adjust anything on the pedal side or the front side. So it'd mostly be if I put the, you know, if I swap motors and then I change the, um, I pull the throttle cable off the motor and put it back on, then I would forget to make sure, right, that the tension is the same on, on the, on the um, throttle cable. So yeah, I was fortunate, man, compared to you, the front end. Awesome. So moving further back to pretty much the middle of the cart, um, the biggest problem I had this year, and I don't know why, but my seat always kept coming loose. Always. It never failed. It would come loose no matter how much Loctite I put on it or um, putting the nylon bolts or nylon nuts on it, my seat would always come loose. And that's always the first thing that, you know, Ron always came over. He's like, Andrew, you check your seat? I'm like, yeah, I checked it, you know, before I even got here today. And then he'd wiggle it, and it's it's loose. And I don't so know what loose, it was. What, loose as in the seat the seat bolts were loose? I mean, let's kind of define that. The sides, the the front two, was it's it so, you know, just the, the, mainly the nut the, backed out? What? I don't I don't know. Um, I'm assuming that the nut backed out and then I broke my seat before and so I had to repatch it and maybe the patch didn't hold very well. Um, and then I had Steven um, almost refiberglass my whole seat. So um, it was mainly the left side that kept on coming loose that I put a big old hole in and then both bolts on the bottom side were actually loose, and I never even checked those. So, um, it was just, it, what it was was a lack of discipline and, and checking, you know, small things. Mm -hmm. And it's just something now that uh, on my checklist, before I, I go out on every single heat, I always check the nuts and bolts on the seat because it will cost you a lot of time on the track. And, you know, nothing's more frustrating than... You know, you're starting to get consistent. You're starting to catch those people in front of you. And then you get back to the pits and you realize, man, you just did that whole session with a loose seat. Now, the seat in a cart is one of the most pivotal, important things on the cart. That thing has to be tight all the time. Yep. You know, people spend hours and hours trying to set a seat to get it absolutely perfect. Now, I didn't do that, but... You know, if I'm one of those guys who spent all that time putting in a seat, and then I don't ever check the nuts and bolts to make sure it's tight, yeah, I'd be very, very mad at myself. <laughs> yeah, and that's important that you mention that because I don't check it during the day. Um, I think, and and full admission, I probably checked it only three or four times last year, so... I need to be more diligent about it. Um, whenever I would actually take the cart apart to, you know, to check everything front to, to back, I would make sure I checked that for sure. Or if the if I was doing maintenance, you know, changing oil or anything like that, 
for sure. But from race to race, typically, you know, at the end of the race day, um, you know, my cart goes straight into the, the trailer. If it's the enclosed trailer, it just sits on the bottom. And 90% of the time when it gets home, it never comes out of the trailer. And, you know, I'll go in, I'll go in and um, I'll pull the Micron battery to charge it. And then I'll uh, open up the car bowl to drain the fuel. So because of that, um, just the things that we check on regularly, like session to session, you know, check your, your, you know, your lug nuts, make sure those are good, you know, check basically just all the bolts you see on the cart from the front to the back. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of what I've gotten used to checking consistently, um, your collars, your keys, you know, those things. So definitely seat bolts, not on my list of things I check session to session and I should make it a, a habit. I'll add it to my list right now. And then the last thing that I had a problem with, kind of the center of the cart, um, which is mainly, um, it's on the motor, so I'm not quite behind the rear axle yet, is I constantly had a loose header bolt, and I never, ever checked it, because it was safety wired. So in my head, I'm like, okay, if it's safety wired, it can't go nowhere. So I never thought of checking it, and every time, uh, you know, dad were to get around the back of the cart he would shake the exhaust and of course it's loose and i lost right. a lot you know you lose a lot of power um having that loose header because you have all that heat or the exhaust escaping out and um you know it's not good so yeah that was that was a big concern for me and i, I don't know if it's true or not i mean it kind of makes a little bit of sense but moving the motor and stuff and everyone always grabs the exhaust pipe because it's, you know, the easiest thing, you know, to grab and handle. Um, yeah. I'm trying to make a habit of not using the exhaust itself to lift it off the cart or, you know, move it to, to get the chain tension right. So I'm trying to grab, you know, the valve cover and up front where um, the kill switch is to handle the motor that way. So, um, the, the main That's thing, a very with, good tip, man. That's a very good tip. We should totally hashtag that. <laughs> the, uh, hash brown it. Um, so with, with those, uh, header bolts, you know, come to find out that my head, the, uh, threads were starting to get stripped and I only had like three or four threads holding it on. So yeah. I re-drilled them, put helicoils in them, and then re-safety wired them again. So I'm like, okay, bam. I shouldn't have any more problems. Well, I still kept on having problems, and I just didn't know what the heck's going on. So I actually went online. I know this sounds, you know, it was stupid to me to, to like, do this in my mind because I'm like, you know, whatever. Uh, but I Googled on how to properly install a safety wire. And I didn't really realize that there's an actual proper way to install safety wire that a nut or a bolt cannot come loose. And I'm over nice. here thinking, I'm like, oh my God, you know, this is actually a thing. Like people, there's a science to it. You know, it's just not, you know, right. you grab the tool and, brr, 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 and you know, everything looks nice and pretty. No, there's an actual like way that they work and it's called safety wire for a reason which I never thought of it that way, but yeah, it was, it was a really cool video. And now everything that I safety wire on my cart, 
is now in this in this form. So, um, I still check yeah, my. I remember you sending me the, the 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 link on YouTube or something. I'm like, oh man, you must be going deep into the weeds there. You got nothing else to look at. <laughs> yeah. So now every every time before I go out, I always check the header pipe to make sure those two bolts are loose or uh, tight, so I don't have this problem again. Yeah, mine mine was loose too. Um, and to your point about putting helicoil in, I mean, Ron had helped me helicoil one, and I thought that would be the end of that trouble, but no, it still still kept coming loose. Um, so I don't know what it is. It might be a common thing with the two hundred six, and you know your point about grabbing that that header pipe consistently. That may be what causes it. But I had the whole year of header, you know, header bolts coming loose. And then obviously the muffler coming loose as well. That was a consistent theme for me all year. So good, good tips there. Let's see if changing how we handle the motor makes a difference. Um, but yeah, I like that. So moving to the back of the cart, I'm going to start with some of the bonehead things I did wrong. And just either being in a hurry or just not paying attention to what I was doing. So, probably the two biggest bonehead things I did was I reinstalled the rear axle in the wrong positions. Because our carts have three different settings we can use um, to set like your right height in the back. And I put it the total opposite end of the spectrum and the cart handled like crap. Um, yeah. And that was kind of depressing because I thought like I had everything dialed in and you know, it was just a bonehead thing. And the other one was um, when I put on, when I put the bearings into the bearing carriers, the collars um, were facing each other. So they were making the pinch point uh, closer to, you know, make the cart a lot tighter than what it should be. And no matter what I did, no matter how many times I asked for help, I could never get the cart to stop, you know, being on two wheels or having that absurd, you know, cart hop. And it got to the point where, you know, it started to hurt and it got really frustrating because I could never attack the turns that I wanted to because they either have the hop or I'd get up on two wheels. Now getting up on two wheels and then coming back down is not fun. And you know, I I have disc issues in my neck and stuff like that. So the last thing I want to do is have you know another issue because of something like this. So once Ron pointed it out that you know, dude, you you have your bearings facing the wrong way, and we flipped them, man, whew, night and day difference. That stuff went away, and, you know, it was just, again, a bonehead thing, because that one, I really didn't know. Like, I will admit on that one, I didn't I didn't know. But after he explained it to me, it made all the sense in the world. Um, so, yeah, those two there were, like, I put that on myself um, for something I did wrong. Yeah, definitely. Well, good. Good that you caught that one. Um, let's see. So, when it comes to, like, maintenance, 
I made another couple of bonehead things. Um, I let, I never cleaned out my bearings very often because they were, you know, shielded bearings. And when I want to order new ones, I took my old ones apart and looked at them. And I had so much dirt and so much just trash stuck in those bearings that, you know, I was like, man, you know, I didn't clean them very often because, you know, we run almost every weekend. So, you know, this stays in the trailer or stays, you know, with the garage. You know, you cleaned up the chassis to make the chassis look nice. To make sure you had no oil coming out of the motor. And then you go back out. So, yeah, just let my bearings get to the point where they're that bad. You know, that's just, you know, a checklist thing. A, a maintenance, you know, a typical easy maintenance task that I just didn't do because... Either I thought it'd be okay or, you know, too lazy to do it. I didn't want to spend, you know, the $6 on a brake, a can of brake clean. You know, something dumb, you know. And yeah. uh, the other one would be uh, letting my um, wheel studs or the nuts strip. Because you take off your rear wheels more than you do the front. So you're constantly taking them on, putting them off. Taking them on, putting them off. And you get it set up, you know, you get the nut on at an angle and you hit that impact, you start stripping things. And I kept on telling myself, oh man, I need to order new hardware. I need to order new hardware. Oh, it'll be all right. Well, I, you know, we're at race day and I never did it and I was down. So I didn't have a spare wheel stud. So, you know, I had to go to everybody and start asking around to see who had another one. And, you know, that, that's something that just shouldn't happen. Uh, right. You know, for instance, uh, Kevin, when he lost all all the uh, the nuts for his rear wheels, they went all in the grass after he pulled his cart out of the trailer. So now, you know, luckily I had a couple of extra of those, and so did he, that we were able to you know, get his cart up and running with no problems and no downtime. But still, you know, most of the events we go to, you park in the grass. So if yeah. something, you know, one of those nuts or bolts gets goes in the grass and you don't have a magnet or you're using the stainless steel, you know, uh, hardware, you can't find it. You're screwed. Yeah, so mentally, that, that makes me... Uh... Makes me want to get up and go in, a, in the shop right now. So, you know, it, it's important to for me to build this new habit of putting tarp down before I put my tent down, just for that. Um, you know, I see I see lots of people take the time to do it. I get so lazy. I never take the time to do it. Um, but I need to start putting the tarp down um, when I, uh, I have the cart out so that when things fall down, especially on like the blue tarp or, you know, it's, it's much easier to spot than, than tall blades of grass. Yep. Um, so. so something that was happening to me on the track that I didn't know about it till I got back in the pits and it's happened to a couple people in our group is having a rear hub slide. So yeah. you're going, you're going down the track. Everything's going good. Your first couple laps, everything feels perfect uh, something just awkwardly happens to the rear. You have no idea what it is. So me and you not being experienced enough to understand that 
you know, all of a sudden something's really, really wrong. So I was kind to try to drive around the problem instead of really in my head trying to diagnose what the problem is. Um, mm-hmm. I had a rear hub sliding like crazy. It was a brand new hub. It's sliding on the axle. It made no sense to me. I torqued it down, you know, as tight as I could because it's only aluminum. If you over torque it, they're going to strip. And uh, so I'm over here, you know, I'm making really good times. It happened at Ocala, and I was making really good times on the track, but I was only fast the first half of the race. And then after that, I'm just falling back because I the, the whole rear end of the cart, you know, in the showcase, I'm having to lift because it just wants to come around. And um, so, yeah, that's that's what it was. It was a rear hub that was sliding and, uh, you know, Jorge and uh, Miguel were like, man, throw some baby powder on it. And I'm like, all right, you guys are just being idiots. You're, you're just, you know, trying to send me for a loop. And then sure enough, uh, when we got back to Jacksonville, Surveyus told me to put baby powder on it too. And I was like, what? Baby powder? I'm like, I'm not going to go spend, you know, another $45 for this hub. So, yeah, let me try it. And sure enough, I put the baby powder on it, and I've yet to have another issue with my rear hub sliding. So now nice. um, I have baby powder on both sides, and if I take my hubs off, for you know, I clean the axle, boom, baby powder back on both sides. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 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 I keep a thing of baby powder in, in my trailer. I know. Baby powder sales are going to go up through the roof right now for everybody who listens to this podcast. <laughs> that's awesome so yeah that those were my uh main things on on the rear of the cart and you know again i didn't have spares for everything but now i do and now i know what to look for i know um my checklist has you know grown immensely from you know in our first few episodes we talked about having a checklist uh my checklist has grown a lot. Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, I'm thinking through. So I had my right rear wheel come off three times, um, maybe four. And it was all exactly the same problem. The first two times, I didn't know what the problem was. I just couldn't believe they came off. Uh, so with the bearings that, uh, the hubs we have, sorry, um, putting the wheel on, if you put a new wheel on, because of the lip, it doesn't always clear. And sometimes um, if you have a keyway for the axle that sticks out a little bit, depending on where you know you set the where you set the hub to, um, you may decide during the race weekend to widen or narrow um, the rear track with and when you do so sometimes you don't pay attention to where the keyway now pops up so the keyway might just be sticking out a little bit past the lip of of the uh the hub so when the wheel goes back on it doesn't necessarily clear it right and um, the first two times I, I didn't know why it was happening because it was simply because i changed the track with and now my QA was just sticking out a little bit so the wheel wasn't wasn't um you know sitting flush on that rear hub and then with every new wheel I purchased 
you know, I didn't think about it. So all the wheels I had at the time when I started the first two incidents, once I figured it out, I filed I filed them down a little bit to allow them to clear um, the keyway if it popped up based on the, the track width I had at the time. But then the second and uh, the third and fourth times uh, I had that happen, same thing, new wheels or me putting flipping wheels from one side to the other and just not paying attention. So um, that, that sucked. Uh, happened a number of times. Um, that's the only what I'd say, you know, silly mistake that cost me a lot because every time the wheel would come off, right, you're done. Um, you know, no matter what session it's in, doesn't even matter how close you are to the pits, you're not picking, you're not driving your cart back. You know what I mean? When it happens, you're stuck there. So, those are the. The times that I really felt like a total idiot whenever they happened. The first two times was just more painful because I had no idea what it was. Like, I remember, remember putting this on properly. I took that impact gun to it and Heath would make fun of me. You gotta get that torque wrench out. Like, it ain't about torque, brother. It's not. I honestly remember putting on just fine. But, um... You know, I just I wasn't paying attention to that. So that that was a, a tough lesson for the year in, in the rear of the cart. Um, and then the other minor things. Um, so with the eagle and the way the cassettes go in, um, I had mine way too tight on the bearing, basically. So all year, I think you know, whenever you got James's kid cart, you'd you know you spun the rear axle and it would rotate and rotate and rotate for hours upon hours and you know yours was a little closer mine two or three turns comes to a stop right and even with brand new bearings same thing so as you know as time went on I, I slowly figured out that I had them way too tight and so loosening up the cassette uh, definitely helped with just at least seeing the bearing turn I don't know if it made me actually quicker on track but I could definitely tell the difference when I, I you know, I spun, I spun the axle. So um, that was that was helpful. And then the other thing is I had hit a couple of barriers and had a couple of contacts with other people on my my left rear wheel. Um, and I don't know. I, each time you know you bounce off someone, your engine still run. You kind of just get going. So it was only, you know, just this year. Uh, just the first part of the year, uh, you know, at our first local race, where I noticed that my axles bent. So my axles bent um, on the outside of where the cassette is, so just where the, the wheel mounts to, but it's actually straight between the two bearing, you know, hangers or carriers. So I don't know. I ran the weekend with it just like that. I didn't really um, stress about it, but definitely have a bent axle. Um, so that's an, one thing that I we talked about a little bit. You have your old axle um, that you, you switched over, um, and then I'm going to get you know another axle as well. Um, definitely going to try to shoot for two different types of axles instead of keeping you know an exact you know super soft. But that's kind of where I've been hanging up a little bit, whether or not I should have you know the super soft on mine, and if it bends, put another super soft back in it, or um, you know, whenever I get the new super soft, also get a medium. That way, I'm carrying around you know two two spare axles. Um, I don't know. I haven't really gotten that far where I want to be switching axles at the track. 
um, at the, for setup reasons. So honestly, if I go in with a super soft, my card is set up that way and something happens to it, kind of just want to pull out super soft and put another super soft pack in instead of, oh, now I have a medium. Now what do I do? Do I, you know, what setup changes do I make now since I've changed the axle? Um, something I want to be able to do, but I hadn't gotten there yet. So that's really it. Bent axle and paying attention to my wheels when I put them on, especially in the right rear where I know the keyway sticks out past the the face of the the hub um those are my two major concerns nothing else actually took me off the track um at all so i got really lucky compared to you <laughs> yeah so the last uh bit on this i so i i separated three things that i think caused me the most loss in on a on the track in a race so, um, two of them are, all three of them are just laziness. I'll, I'll put it that way. So one of them was not flipping my tires on the wheels very consistently and running, you know, with the bank turns that we have the inside of my tires in the rear always wore a lot faster than the outside. So I would go, you know, several races without flipping the tires on the wheels and next thing you know, you have like a half inch difference in circumference or whatever it is uh, from the outside to the inside. So I've just worn out that tire and there's nothing you can do about it. I didn't I didn't stay on top of it to get the best tire wear that I possibly can, you know, in longevity of the tire. And I wasted probably two sets of tires that way because just because I wasn't good at changing tires, it was a hassle. Um you know, I'm like, ah, it'll be okay. Just run it. And, you know, in my opinion, I wasted or I lost a lot of track time, you know, from it. And I threw a lot of money away doing not, you know, not wanting to change tires. Uh, yeah. Another one was not properly cleaning my clutch all the time. You know, I would do it like every other race or, or something like that. I wouldn't. I didn't have um, a good regimen of cleaning it all the time. And uh, if your clutch is slipping, you're not going anywhere. Your RPMs are, but you're physically not going anywhere. And I think I lost, you know, mm-hmm. several tenths uh, per lap, you know, over a lot of laps on just not cleaning it properly or, or not wanting to or not wanting to take the time to do it. And... Um, so yeah, that right there is just again just laziness of not wanting to do something. And last, yeah, uh, the last thing that cost me the most amount of money and track time is not changing my oil regularly. And um, I ran Roebling Road with a couple ounces too little, and I blew a motor up. <laughs> no oil, the engine goes kaboom. And yep, especially at Roebling, I was telling dad that, you know, I needed to change oil. You know, I just didn't have time. Well, I did have time, but I was making an excuse not to have time during the week. Um, I said, Hey, after, uh, our first practice, I'll change the oil because the practices were coming up fast. And, um, yeah, lap two into, you know, the first heat, I was done. 
luckily we had friends who had an extra motor um, that I was able to use uh, thanks to Jam Racing for their help with that. But um, yeah, it was that, that's just that's just lazy, you know, and it's just something that just drove me crazy. And, and that happened in October, and I had three months to sit back and think about, you know, how many things that you know cost me money because of me being lazy or not wanting to do it and you know those three things there cost me a lot of money yeah yeah new motor is definitely not cheap so we'll start right there before you even get to the rest if you don't want to have to spend money on a new motor you know check those little things right yep so that's my list of uh things that i had go wrong in 2018 and uh if you guys want to give us any feedback on stuff that happened to you or you know something that we're missing out on by not checking you know please just let us know absolutely um, so other than that the only you know big announcement or not big announcement but the only thing we kind of have going on this week um is uh just a reminder you know the next local race is february 16th for us here in jacksonville and again we have our own cik class uh, for this race, and I hope to have, you know, some some of our listeners and friends who have CIK carts, you know, come run with us because it's our first opportunity to show that hey, you know, we do have the numbers behind this. So um, I hope you guys come out. You know, if not, you know, that's okay. But uh, you know, please just come and support <laughs> us <laughs> because uh, yeah, we'd like to have the help and have to uh, like to have fun and and hang out with everybody. Yeah, sounds sounds like a plan. I'm looking forward to to that race for sure. And uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, feedback. Uh, last week when we recorded, we talked about, obviously, some of the challenges with, with my cart and things that people are experiencing with, you know, just oversteer, right? And, and sometimes exit oversteer is actually, you know, caused by right entry understeer understeer at the beginning of the corner but the effect is is ex exit oversteer and i've gotten a lot of a lot of good feedback back and keep them coming i have about six or seven um really good suggestions or, or you know examples of what people have have faced and um i'm definitely looking forward to having time to to try some of those changes as well so please keep that feedback coming and yeah just just how you've, you've dealt with a similar situation. And I really appreciate it. All right, guys. Yeah, if you guys are up there in the snow, you know, please be careful. I hope everybody's okay. I hope you have enough oil to last you. Um, so, uh, guys, be careful. And if you're going out racing this weekend, you know, be safe, have fun, and uh, enjoy your time out there. So, thanks again, guys. We'll see you later.